2: hi guys hi this is goop yourself the podcast where we talk about everything goop i'm brian rucker
1: and aggie hewitt
2: uh the weather's cooled down a little bit my has it uh i think so it was in the 90s and now it's in the 80s i haven't turned the ac on in a couple days
1: i had the east the ac on last night but it was really hot inside. I haven't been, I guess I haven't been outside that much, really.
2: Yeah, I've, I've barely been outside this week.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was actually, I was going to go to a concert tonight. Really? But yeah, I got tickets like months ago. And then they like sent this thing that's like, everyone has to be, va- well, I'm vaccinated. So I don't really care about that. But then it's like, it's in this church. And then everyone's got to be ma- masked the whole time. And then it was like there was an opening act so I don't think she's even going to go on till like 10 o'clock and so then I just sold the tickets.
1: Who were you going to go see?
2: Waxahachie.
1: Oh, who's that?
2: She's like a singer-songwriter. Um, good. Really good. I like her music a lot. I, mean, I was excited to see it but then I, just, I was just like I don't think I want to go.
1: That sounds like a lot of work.
2: Yeah. It was just too late too. I'm so old and um, and then like yeah, John just had a podcast to do tonight, so he couldn't go. And then I was like, eh, "This is just," and I, I could get the money back easily. So I just got got my money back.
1: Oh yeah, I I mean, by yourself is a you have to really want it.
2: Right? Yeah. 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 Um,
1: Did you know? Do you want to know something really embarrassing about me? I went to Disneyland in Paris by myself.
2: <laughs> oh, that's not bad.
1: I, mean, I was um alone in Paris for a day and instead of doing anything else I was like I'm going to take a train. Well, that's not entirely true. I did I was alone in Paris for 2 days and I spent both days getting out of Paris, which is probably crazy. One day I went to Disneyland and the other day I went up to like the Loire Valley and oh. did a wine tour.
2: Well, you did you did high and low. I think that's okay.
1: Highbrow and lowbrow, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Paris is nice, but it's like, I couldn't afford to go shopping and like I was by myself and I wasn't going to go to the fucking Louvre and wait. And like with all those, you know, the wine.
2: Yeah. And then the other op, I mean, you just like sit in a cafe and like smoke cigarettes, which is also fun, but
1: yeah, I was like, uh, I felt like all I could do was go to the Louvre, go to a cafe, which I I did go to cafes and go shopping. Um, I mean, I don't know.
0: Maybe that's I'm- about
2: it. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I, we it's funny we were gonna go to Disneyland Paris the last time we were in Paris
0: uh,
2: we actually like had a whole day planned out but then I got I got like really sick that day and so that was so we just skipped it and I don't really regret I mean I feel like I'll hopefully go back to Paris at least one more time in my life and 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 see if I could go to Disneyland Paris, but I don't really regret it that much.
1: Honestly, I didn't really like it that much. I mean, it was also I just want to say I was in Paris for more than those two days. And like when I was with other people, I like went out to eat and like did cultural things. Like I was I spent course. time in Paris and went shop and did all this stuff. I just spent those two days alone and that was what I did. Because no one else really wanted to do that stuff too. That was also stuff that I was only interested in.
2: I mean, you're not gonna get any judgment from me. I don't I don't like to think of myself as like a a Disney adult because I think they're like psychotic. And yet I do like to go to Disneyland and I'm an adult. So I guess I technically am a Disney adult.
1: You are and you have a big you like Disney.
2: I do, but I'm not a I don't like define myself. I would never say I was a Disney adult and I would hope that no one would think of me that way even though I, and I don't have a I don't have a um season pass anymore but that's because they canceled they like stopped the whole program
1: I know well I did I also have. I think it's different if you live in LA like especially like one year I had one too and I that was the year that I went to Paris and that was why I was like mm-hmm. oh I was like into Disney that year yeah. but we like if you live in like the the pass was cheap and like so everybody cheap. had one like it wasn't just like Freaks who are like grown people who are obsessed with Disney. It was like no, it
2: everybody was like somebody who
1: goes to Disneyland in LA.
2: Network. It's all industry people. It's like well, CBC. It, was like, it
1: wasn't like only. It was. I mean, I don't know. I remember I, as a young person, the first per- like I went to Disneyland. I brought my little brother, and I ran into this guy from my improv class. And I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I am just came to the park, like da, da, da. And I was like, okay. And I was like, and he was like giving me, like telling me where to go and like giving me these tips. And I was like, you're like 10 years older than me. I'm here with my younger brother. This is, you're weird. And just being like, there are grown people who go to Disneyland like all the time and they're obsessed with it. And I remember finding that out and thinking it was so messed up. But then once you get older, but you have no kids, you have disposable income, you're like, I want to go do something fun. All my friends are going to freaking Disneyland all the time. And there were some days that like I remember I would just like go and meet you and a group of people and like go for like a couple hours and then leave. yeah, and go to like work or go do whatever because you can and it's cool. It's like you you live in l a. you can go to fucking Disneyland for like the morning.
2: yeah, you don't have to go through the whole day. You don't have to spend a million dollars. It was cool. Yeah, we don't have to justify ourselves, Um, but I think also as a gay person, there's like a stereotype of like a Disney gay, which is like particularly disgusting, (laughs) and so I think I'm maybe a little bit more self-conscious, but honestly, actually, Disney straight couples are maybe even more disgusting than Disney gay couples.
1: Well, I am definitely not in one of those, but I... Here's how I justify myself. I only had the pass for a year. I let it go. I have one shirt, but it's one of the cute ones. I have no other merch. I have no Disney.
2: Oh God, I have like three or four shirts. Ugh.
1: I own no Disney like merchandise that yeah. I can think of other than the one shirt that I got.
2: Um. Well, next time I go, we'll probably be with my niece and nephew because i don't want to spend whatever 150 dollars for a a day pass
1: i'm definitely gonna go at some point with my they're not my niece and nephew but they're like my cousin's kids so whatever they are i'm gonna go visit them that's some they're coming in this year and then i i do know brian wants to go and see the star wars thing so we'll probably Mm. do that at some point
2: it's like four or five hour waits for that fucking thing now
1: well, maybe, I mean, there's no, we're not like, we don't have to go right the second. Yeah. Um, why are we talking about I this? have no I idea. This is not, we, maybe we should. Because I was the one who said I admitted that I went to Disneyland yeah. Paris by myself.
2: Uh, well, this is not a Disney podcast. This, we probably get better numbers <laughs> if this was a Disney oh, podcast. Oh, it
1: absolutely would get better numbers if it was a Disney podcast.
2: But um, unfortunately for everyone involved, this is a Goop podcast. And again, there's really not much Goop news or Gwyneth news. Uh, Did you see anything?
1: I mean, everything I saw made its way onto my list. So I don't need to get into it right now.
2: Okay. Well, the only thing then that I can be pretty confident did not make it onto your list that I'll talk about briefly is um, Gwyneth a few days ago was spotted in Chapel Hill, North Carolina.
1: Oh, no, not on my list
2: randomly on the street all the kids at the college there were snapping tiktoks and pics and being like why is Gwyneth here and I think the only reason I could possibly think of is that Apple is touring campuses and she might be going to University of North Carolina that's like what else that's the only thing it could possibly be right
1: I mean I think I mean, I'm sure there are other reasons. I've, isn't it kind of early to start to be touring campuses? Early? In the year? like don't No, because
2: you have to, don't you have to apply in the fall? So you have to apply and then. Well, wouldn't
1: she have done that in her junior year and then do the applications in the fall? I mean, don't most people do that? I mean, she'd be in school right now.
2: Oh, I don't think these like kids... There's no school oh, that, break. Oh, that's there's
1: true. No, like school's in session right now.
2: That's right. Huh. Then I don't know. Cause yeah, did she would have to filmed? be pulled out of school to tour and no one did said they, that they saw Apple. Did
1: they, fi- Are did they film there? My, I, my guess would be she's filming something. Oh,
2: she's filming. Maybe there's a Marvel. I don't, do they film Marvel in North Carolina? Maybe. But is yeah. she even, I don't think she's, because her husband is dead. So what does she, I would hope, I mean, that would be amazing if her character was in a future Marvel movie, but.
1: Oh my God, it would be so amazing. And you never know what those Marvel people or yeah. Brad, I don't know. I mean, there are reasons. I just, I feel like I just don't really see Apple going to the University of North Carolina.
2: Yeah. It seemed like it would seem like a weird choice for her, except I don't know. I feel like, all, I mean, these privileged kids, obviously can pretty much go wherever they want but i feel like there's a lot of i mean if you're a rich kid and you weren't like super super academically minded wouldn't you rather go to a school like north carolina than like go to harvard or something to just go to like a fun school
1: um i don't i don't know what i would do if i were apple um i just don't know is the university of north carolina a fun school
2: i mean i assume so it seems like a sort of like fratty party school i have no idea
1: Um, I don't know maybe maybe Apple's going there I don't know
2: who knows well if anyone from North Carolina saw Gwyneth or if anyone has any inside information now I just I just want to be like a gossip a gossip pod
1: like Gwyneth Paltrow was spotted
2: yeah um let us know or maybe she's maybe she's filming a non-marvel movie maybe she's like actually doing a real movie which would be amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are reasons that people end up. I mean, there's so, I mean, we probably have no we have no idea. Let's say yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow spotted on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill at UNC Twitter goes wild.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised college kids even know. I guess they because of Marvel, they know who she is, but like they probably UNC don't know her from anything was a else.
1: Full chaos today the fire alarm went off like in like three different buildings all around the same time north campus had a huge power outage and Gwyneth Paltrow was apparently on Franklin like question mark question mark question mark question mark that's a tweet from a child or from a (laughs) an adult a young adult saw Gwyneth Paltrow eating at I heart New York pizza question mark question mark question mark question mark one student tweeted
2: why so she is she ate eating, pizza? She ate pizza. I, I'm now it's like, so I, I'm like, what is she doing there? Why is she eating pizza? I'm confused and intrigued. Maybe they're, I mean, they can't be opening up a goop lab in Chapel Hill. They've all, they've, they've been failing around the world, all around the world.
1: But that's what I, that if they, what if they were, that's where I said to do it. They should be starting them in like high end, like in like liberal, Southern liberal enclaves. That's where I think they mm. should have them. I passed her on Franklin, and then I noticed her again when she came into epilogue after me, just because she was so well, said Bunch Towson a PhD student at UNC in an email to the news and observer. The epilogue staff were all very discreet and got her order out quickly, despite the busy Monday afternoon rush, she said. And so officially, I only noticed this because her matcha came out before mine. Wow. Special um, treatment for Gwyneth at Epilogue.
2: So she's getting matcha, she's eating pizza and it doesn't say like that she was with anyone. Like, who I mean, was she?
1: she must, I mean, was she just walking around getting matcha, eating Solo? Pizza? What if she was just like flexing her power and just saying like, look how quickly I can get my matcha you plebs? Or did I just use plebs, right?
2: Uh, no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, white yeah.
1: White maybe, people, we'll, white maybe, maybe
2: we'll, maybe we'll know the answer maybe we won't
1: she was dressed all in white but her sneakers had black bows and she was and gold necklaces draped around her neck and she carried a pair of black rim glasses in her right hand that's Gwyneth those black rim glasses yeah.
2: <laughs> definitely her
1: then she stood near the spotlight in front of the CVS building on Franklin and she looked bemused as her photo was being taken caption on the video yeah this happened today
2: (laughs) wait that was some that was her video or someone else
1: no someone else she was bemused someone took the video
2: oh my god i'm so sorry if you guys are listening and there's like tapping on the microphone my cat is like going insane and she's really trying to get my attention and i really apologize for dahlia because she shouldn't be doing this while i'm podcasting
1: Okay, while it may seem like a more than unusual destination for the A-list celeb, Paltrow has visited the Triangle before. Back in 2012, she was in North Carolina to film Iron Man 3 in Wilmington, when with some scenes shot in the Triangle. Huh. Just arrived in Raleigh, NC, to start Iron Man 3. Any restaurant recommendations? Paltrow tweeted on June 5th, 2012.
2: I mean, could they... I feel like this would be bigger. Like people would know that this was happening and it's not like anyone else, unless they're doing a, a small indie style Pepper Potts movie by herself, a solo.
1: No, they need to do that. Oh, but they also have, they're also guessing your same thing. Apple is 17, could be touring colleges on Tuesday. Students at the university of Virginia tweeted about seeing her on their Charlottesville campus.
2: Oh, so she, she actually is touring colleges in North Carolina
1: so
2: virginia oh virginia oh uva that's a yeah that's a little different than because uva is like it's not an ivy but it's a little more prestigious i think than north carolina
1: well chapel hill isn't chapel i think that's a good school yeah i
2: didn't know it's still a good school but i feel like uva is one of those schools that like rich kids definitely go to
1: Jerry Seinfeld and his wife Jessica were in Durham dining oh, at Parker and Otis.
2: They're literally going to make their kids go to wherever Apple goes, so they can, or sh- stay, you know, friends with Gwyneth.
1: Their kids went to Duke. Oh. They both go to Duke.
2: Well, maybe Apple will go to Duke. That's also number three was
1: launched. Jessica Seinfeld wrote on Instagram.
2: Wow. These poor all right. Kids. Anyway,
1: now it's just where these kids are going to college. Okay. So maybe Apple's going to school. Maybe Gwyneth is just there to reminisce about Iron Man 3. We don't know, but she was in North Carolina.
2: Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's about all the news there is. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did listen to like five minutes of Elisa's podcast this week.
1: Why are you doing this to yourself?
2: Uh, doing it mostly just to share what I think with our listeners, <laughs> but I, I mean, even, someone's got to do it, and it won't
1: be me. So thank I you.
2: couldn't handle it. She, of course, interviews another like highly respected uh, black academic. Um, this one, let's see, this woman is Loretta uh, Loretta Ross who is a professor at Smith College in the program for the study of women and gender. And she has a new book that's coming out that's called Calling In the Calling Out Culture. And it's sort of, it seems like a little bit like of an anti-cancel culture screed, but coming from like the left, I don't know.
1: She's heterodox.
2: Heterodox, but she's like, also she works at Smith College. so. If you are a professor at Smith College, that must be so annoying because the students are like, I mean, the the stereotype of like woke college students has to be probably the worst at a place like Smith.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, well, sh- that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Elise just like made that pivot, <laughs> like she or just to go like full, like right wing. Turf. Yeah, I mean, or like she should go not even the turf part, just like full, like bible thumping, <laughs> like just like, go for it like the full-blown thing
2: she'd grow her hair out diet blonde and like try to be the new Megan kelly or the new yeah um, the new, the new, new tammy fay
1: <laughs> yeah the new tammy fay she's got the same energy
2: i don't think she would be plausible as like a christian conservative i think those people will would see right through her i think she would have to be more of like a like a katie herzog type or even I mean she sort of has the same hairdo as uh Anna from Red Scare so maybe she can be like a a a a, like a bland Red Scare person
1: (laughs) I mean I guess she could try (laughs) I don't think the girls from Red Scare would like her very much
2: absolutely not um but yeah I I listened to like the first five minutes and then I just I couldn't I can't even tell you what was bad about it I just can't listen to her interview people uh, because she's
1: obnoxious, and she's obnoxious.
2: so anyway yeah if anyone got to the end if there was any interesting stuff and this lady actually sounded because i think she's right like she's talking about how there's no point in like banishing people for ideas that you don't agree with so like the only thing you can do is try to communicate with them i mean maybe that's a little bit uh like pie in the sky and idealistic but whatever we're doing now isn't working so
1: Wait, who was the person? Who was this person?
2: Uh, Loretta Ross, the professor at Smith College who has written, she's already written three books on reproductive justice. And her new book is called calling in the calling out culture. And she's a friend of a friend of Martin Luther King. That was on her bio. She worked with someone who worked with Martin Luther King.
1: I currently teach about the call out culture and white supremacy as professor at Smith college, but I wanted, Oh shoot, this is part of a longer thing. Okay. That's cool. Interesting. Well, I am sorry that you had to talk to Elise. I hope she,
2: I hope it's worth it. I hope she sells a few more books because of that nightmare that she had to endure.
1: Yeah, me too. All
2: right. I guess we'll just get to the newsletters, right?
1: Yeah. Let's just get to it.
2: Get to our lists. Um, all right. What was your best?
1: My best is like not technically for the newsletter. It's the new fall collection at the Goop at Goop Kitchen. It's not really a f- collection. It's what is it? A menu. <laughs> um, I hate when fall. I hate fall and I hate winter. I hate fall because it means winter is on its way. I have a theory about everybody's favorite season, which is like, I think your favorite season is the one directly after your birthday. So I think people who love fall are people who have birthdays in the summer. That's my theory.
2: Interesting.
1: Because my birthday's in the winter. So when fall starts, I know it's coming up. I'm like, fuck. I'm like starting the countdown to when I turn whatever age I'm gonna turn and I get like anxious about it. Mm -hmm. But then my but then it's in February. So March, I'm like free. I'm like a newborn baby and it's like the it's all about rebirth and I'm so happy and I feel great. So I love like the spring and the summer because it's like, I'm not even thinking about getting older.
2: I see. So that would uh, mean, I mean, cause we both have winter birthdays. My, I mean, my birthday is at the beginning of winter and your birthday is at the end of winter. But, uh, I also feel like in LA winter and spring are sort of the same. They're like the night. I, I like that part of the year weather wise more than summer and fall are both like too hot for me. So mm. I don't know.
1: So you're, because, yeah, I I guess, I mean, the weather is sort of like, doesn't even matter. It's anymore. Fall is just about like pumpkin flavored shit. And like, yeah, just like, it's like an aesthetic thing.
2: Oh, completely. And it's like a self-conscious aesthetic here where the weather doesn't get cool. And it is a weird, like there's certain people that are so obsessed with fall. That yeah. it's a little, I mean, maybe it's sort of like Disney adults, like fall adults are just fall. There,
1: there is a fall and Disney are like the same thing, like, yeah, Disney is fall as a season, absolutely. Like, and I get it's not that I don't get it, and it's also like it's the months. It's like a month of, or not a month, it's a season of celebration. It's a season of like nonstop festivities. They're all good. I mean, I like all the stuff that you do, even though I have complicated feelings about Christmas, obviously. But, you know, and Thanksgiving, of course, my, you know, my second favorite holiday after Valentine's Fourth, Day. I thought Fourth is, of
2: July was your favorite holiday.
1: No, I had to, I had to let Fourth of July go. But actually, I still do like, actually, I like Fourth of July, Valentine's Day, and Halloween. Those are the three that I like. Ugh,
2: Aggie, those are literally the three worst holidays on the calendar. They're
1: hands down, the best because they're the the worst. The worst holiday in the history of the planet is Christmas. Then, then, and the best is Halloween. That's what I think. Ultimately,
2: that's straight up psycho. But okay, it's
1: just how i feel great uh, But anyway
2: anyway regardless of all this seasonal talk goop kitchen has a few new menu the, items the
1: point is i like when they roll this stuff out because it softens the blow of like the only reason we do this shit is because fall is the season of death really so i like that it softens or, or like winter is the season of death and fall is like the like the palliative care like hospice season yeah like letting you in to it so they give you all this like good stuff so first you get so one of those good things is this new menu from goop is my point i like this stuff that they sell i just don't like that it's happening so the goop menu what's on it what do we have well we've got bone broth
2: (laughs) it's about 10 years too late okay (laughs)
1: I think it's a little exciting to get a goop ass bone broth. I mean, like that they're making it.
2: Yeah. And it's turmeric spiced bone broth. It does sound really good. Again, all this stuff sounds good. And then I get just pissed off when I know it's all the way in Santa fucking Monica.
1: Well, you know, they make you work for it. It's, they're not going to just, they don't just hand things out. They're, they're (laughs) goop.
2: I might make a, make a plan to go see a movie at the uh, Lemley Royal theater on Santa Monica Boulevard, just so I can do a little kitchen beforehand
1: you deserve it i do okay we've got a miso salmon
2: yeah that's i mean i'm sure it's tasty it just seems a little like is that fall though miso salmon
1: i mean it's new it's new and it's happening in fall
2: sure couldn't they do like i don't know some not like straight up pumpkin but like some sort of like apple miso or like squash miso i don't know just something a little folly
1: yeah it's like these things are technically fall but i don't really understand what's so fall about them except for the only thing that's actually fall is this next thing and i think this is the only other thing on the fall menu right the fall Uh, is there one other thing
2: there's a couple other things yeah
1: there's the fall salmon bowl which is a pan seared big glory bay salmon with gcc chimichurri sauce roasted acorn squash and heirloom carrots steamed farms organic brown rice and cauliflower blend braised kale crispy shallots topped with super seed crunchies and a side of gcc salsa verde Ooh. so that is at least that has like squash in it that's like a fall thing
2: yeah yeah it has the acorn squash i mean and i'll give it to coop kitchen they they give you a lot of shit in their meals like there's always like 12 different like containers of condiments and sauces and crunchies and stuff
1: yeah and it's like really fun to just get it and like have all these little compartments and like put a bunch of stuff together you like put my own little thing together
2: and then the the other one that they have is the it's all easy diy tacos
1: oh right
2: which it's our gooped up it says gooped up socal take on tacos like i mean socal is sort of the default for tacos
1: that's what i thought
2: i guess they mean white socal like not mexican (laughs) like the the west side white person version of
1: socal i get i mean i just think everybody here eats tacos
2: yes that is true
1: um so you can choose between chicken
2: tinga or mushroom rancheros and then you get your rice your Oh, they do a gluten-free cauliflower tortilla. um,
1: Pickled red cabbage, guasada, guas. I do not know what that uh, is. Oh, and then a
2: a rose verde, which is a brown and cauliflower rice blend. I bet that would be really good.
1: Yeah, pico de gallo, lime, cilantro, heirloom, adobo, black beans, uh, crispy rose verde, which is what you said, and a side of non-dairy lime crema and GCC, (laughs) arbol amarillo salsa. mario salsa i don't know what this shit is but it sounds good
2: and then oh then one other little item they're doing hummus a la carte
1: oh and now you can get hummus yeah why not okay yeah so and they had a little commercial for it yeah oh and the miso salmon you can also get in a bento box or a salad so that's also exciting very very exciting so I think it's about time to make another trip out to Goop Kitchen. I think I would try the miso salmon bento box. I would definitely try the bone broth, which I'm not typically a fan of bone broth, but this looks pretty good. I don't know, I'm excited. I'm excited that they're, I was sort of afraid that, Go- that Goop Kitchen was gonna be sort of a flash in the pan. And just that they're extending, they're like, bringing in seasonal items just gives me hope and makes me excited
2: yeah i mean because you never know with these things so much of goop is like they will advertise something for a while and then you just forget about it and like it does seem like they're really trying to push this but then wouldn't they be trying to expand to more locations? it just seems i don't know who is ordering this is this popular i have no idea
1: I think it is popular. I mean, when I went, it was like there was a huge rush on stuff. And, yeah. I mean, there were a bunch of people there, and they were all picking up goop bags. They
2: were all picking up goop. Okay. Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I would try all of it. But the false salmon bowl. Yeah, they all look good. Oh, and this was um what I would try. The thing I would try.
1: Okay. What's your best?
2: My best is... An- this is, I had to read this a couple of times to really convince myself that this was the best, but I did like the curated pantry for weeknight meal article.
1: No, this is, this was almost my best. And then last minute I was like, oh wait, no, this is my, okay, no, this is on my list twice, actually. Okay. And I'll, I'll talk to you about it. After so this.
2: at first glance, I thought, so this is a, a nutritionist um, who I believe has worked with goop previously, or she's at least been on the podcast once. Uh her name is Maya Feller, um, and she's a New York-based nutritionist, mom, wife, blah blah blah. And I like her vibe, is very she doesn't um give you too high of expectations for what you're gonna do as far as either nutrition or the time that you need to take to like prepare meals. It seems very realistic for a working person. Um And so she gives you, there are some recipes in this article that are culled from earlier, like goop roundups of quick weeknight meals. But then this lady, as well as listing a few like kitchen items that you should have, she also just has like a pantry list of things to keep in the house. So even if you didn't go shopping that week, or even if you don't have anything like fresh necessarily, you can still whip up a dinner. And it wasn't anything to reinvent the wheel. Like I already have most of this stuff, um, but it was nice to get it in sort of a list form and then have a few little sort of equations of like, okay, if you want a salad or a grain bowl or tacos or like a toast, these are you know the three ingredients that you need and you can just sort of mix and match.
1: Yeah, so this was my like, okay. So at first I had this as my thing. I would try... <laughs> And then it just like, I something about it just like made me really sad. Like, so it's also my saddest for that reason. Like, I just, you know, the first you have like a long list of utensils that you need to get for your house, like your instant pot and your air fryer. And then there's just like a small list of like, things you can keep in your pantry and then how to blend them together to make simple meals and like little dressings and shit to keep. And I was reading and I was like, yeah. And I was thinking of like ways that I already do this and ways that I can improve and suggestions that are being made. And like, do I have the right stuff? And then for some reason, I just had this flashback to like myself as a 12 year old girl, 11 year old girl reading like Cosmo or 17 And the things that I read felt so aspirational. And I would just like, would read these listicles about things like lip glosses. It was the same idea, it was just different stuff. And like what I wanted. And I had these ideas that like, once I got this lip gloss or once I got this, whatever, I was gonna be a completely different person. And it never materialized, but I just like still had this fantasy. And now I'm 36. And when I read these things, I still have this idea of like, I need this. I should get this. I must have this. But there's like no level of like fantasy or even like aspirational, like there's no aspirational quality to it anymore. It's just like shame, obligation and desperation. And it's just, it just felt so pathetic. And I was just like, I can't, I, it's the same exact stuff but like all I've just been doing the same thing for so many years and now it's just like fully ingrained in my brain to like read listicles and want to consume products
2: I, I mean I guess I just don't I don't feel like this is has the it's not trying to really be aspirational I guess it is in the sense of like oh you're actually gonna cook dinner after a busy day but it it does seem very like utilitarian I mean, if well, I- that's
1: how they get you. I mean, like, it always seems utilitarian. It's like, look, all you need is the the X, Y, and Z things that we don't sell, but you should have them. Like, you should have in your house artichoke hearts, avocado, chickpeas, eggs, goat cheese, hearts of palm rice, salad mix, shredded carrots, simmer sauces from Heaven's Kitchen sprouted bread, sunflower, pumpkin seeds, tin, sardines, and olive oil and tortilla. And then here are some ways you can mix and match. But that would be like a list of school supplies that you could have or like something or like a list of whatever things you could have had in your backpack or in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Or like every girl has a blocked diary in her room. Every girl has this fucking caboodles and what you should keep in it. And that's when they tell you like the products you should buy. But it comes hand in hand with like, a bread maker an instant pot a ninja air fryer and also it's not even it's not even so much about selling one thing it's just like about keeping you in this like constant state of like longing for something
2: yeah i mean if you're if you're starting from scratch and you don't have like anything in your pantry i could see how this would be very overwhelming but I, I guess I have all like most of So like artichoke hearts, that's one thing where I was like, Oh, I don't actually keep artichoke hearts in my pantry, but that's a really good idea. Whereas but like, why most, is
1: it, this is what I'm saying, like, why is it a guy who gives it? I shit? like, I like artichoke I'm, hearts, but not enough to buy them on your own. Like well, maybe next like time them, I'm like, at the
2: store, I'll see them and I'll put them in my basket.
1: Yeah, maybe you will. But it's like, maybe you will.
2: Cause like, like I mean, same with hearts I of eat? palm,
1: but it's like, that's what I like. I, I don't I just feel like there's this like constant like oh like I have to maintain like just like all these things that you have to constantly maintain I just it feels like it's like just so draining but
2: yeah I I understand what you're saying but like with feeding yourself there there is no option of starving to death so it's like the options are either do something like this or cook something elaborate like elaborate or spend way too much money on takeout every weeknight or have like just snack on Ritz crackers. So it's like this actually seems like the most low cost, low maintenance way to do it, given the alternatives.
1: I j- It's not that it's, it's not that it isn't low cost. It's just that I feel it just, it just feels like there's like a never ending amount of like, prescriptive articles that i've read of like people telling me things that i should have and do and buy Mm. no i I
2: get that and i
1: just feel like it used to be about things that were exciting like lip gloss and now it's about like ridiculous and And it's like (laughs) tin sardines like it's the fact that it's so utilitarian i guess is what makes it so depressing like it's not even about anything it's not even about something cool. It's about fucking sardines. It's like yeah, the, every the, girl has a can of sardines in her the, house. Like the just the sardine craze
2: house. of the last couple of years is, and I like, I like sardines and I do keep them in the house some of the time. And like, it is a good quick lunch to have, but the sort of glamorization of sardines in the past year or two is so ridiculous and pathetic and sick. I think
1: they could do it to literally anything. Although I did spring on it. A- expensive sardine appetizer in a restaurant a couple weeks ago oh sure
2: um i remember the first time i had sardines in my life was at a great little restaurant in the east village because my parents never like i think they probably grew up with them and they hated them so i never tasted a sardine until i lived in new york Yeah, it was really good but um yeah now it's like these cool girls are like making their own sardines or whatever on instagram and you're just like give me a break
1: when are they going to make gefilte fish a thing
2: oh i'm sure they're trying i'm sure they're trying Someone's but i trying. think gefilte fish is so objectively disgusting that like i don't think there's any way to like glam it up
1: although it is one of those things that if you eat it right it's really good
2: maybe yeah maybe yeah. If you i've put had it it on
1: a matzo with horseradish it's really good
2: oh, it's not bad yeah yeah
1: but if you just take a bite out of it it's not good so I feel like, I feel like anything that requires a little bit of like preparation or like ritualization has the potential, has legs. And I also think like, if it's really disgusting, it was like a grotesque, like ethnic food from like that. It, it just like has someone can spin it.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. And I think... Yeah, it's one of it's like with with sardines or like tin fish it's like oh, it's healthy, it's cheap, it's a little different, it's a little kooky. Some people are going to say it's weird, so it's like a perfect candidate for for that.
1: Yeah, people want food that's like cheap and makes them automatically cool. But it it's like it, isn't it? Like it's sort of like a Steve Urkel food. Like it should be something that like cool people don't eat.
2: Yeah, but I think <laughs> now Cause there's, you know, a whole swath of the population is reflexively like, ew, sardines are gross. So I think it's like the sort of being contrary. Plus I'm sorry. Sardines are really good. Like a little, but you have to, I have to add a little Dijon mustard, just like on a little flatbread or a cracker, a sardine, a, a splash of grape poupon, And it's perfect.
1: I think you get a cracker, butter.
2: Oh, butter is good too.
1: Fish. And a little hot sauce.
2: Mm. Maybe I'll go to the fancy little stupid store in my neighborhood and get a few tins of $14 sardines.
1: You deserve it.
2: Now I'm like, I've convinced myself that it actually is good.
1: It is good. It's it is just, good. They are good. It just It's just enough with all the everything. Yeah. Everything needs to stop. Everything needs to, everybody needs to just slow down <laughs> and fucking stop. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of planning things. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you you're you're just not a planner in general. I think you get stressed well, I out. I have
1: to plan everything to like a T, or I'm like oh. completely capable of doing anything. <laughs> um, I'm not a person, I'm not a person like you who like has like a daily routine that I have to stick to, mm-hmm. but I do like to like have a list of things to do Okay. But I don't do the same thing every single day in the same order.
2: Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I guess I don't really have a list because I am such a creature of habit that I it yeah it it throws me off my axis to not and I know I have I wasn't like that before it's been in the last I don't know last few years but whatever
1: probably like a reaction to knowing me a reaction to what to knowing me I drove you, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you drove um, me anyway so those YouTube are my routine. craziest and my and my try because it was like I was sad that I wanted to try it <laughs>
2: mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't need this I don't I didn't like the product placement, honestly, of the simmer sauces from Haven's Kitchen and Goonsey Foods. Like, give me a break.
1: It's just I don't know, whatever. Plus, like I already have my simmer sauces that I get from my own boxed oh, yeah. fucking company that I you're love. a
2: real box girl now.
1: Oh yeah. Just put it in a box and send it to me <laughs> and let me rest, my weary head. All
2: right, so. That was your sad. What was your worst?
1: My worst was the Porsche collab for Ingoop Health. <sighs> Me too. I so first I was happy that Ingoop Health was happening without Elise. I was like, I'm glad to see them moving forward without the demon to destroy it. But then I was like, you let Gwyneth go unchecked, and she's just like selling out to Porsche left and right. I mean, they both have their
2: Yeah, so not, not only Not only is the thing like sponsored by Porsche, but it's like it's at like a Porsche experience center. So it's like you're learning how to like do your meditation breathing while you're on the racetrack driving a Porsche. It just seems or is that for the husbands to do while the wives are in the seminars?
1: Do you think there's trouble in paradise with Brad and she's trying to show that she's cool?
2: She's just like, oh, honey, like, please come. Look, you can like drive a Porsche around a track. I just don't know who this is, like, what goop lady is going to want to, like, drive a Porsche around a track?
1: I mean, I'm sure that they like
2: Porsches. Well, I guess. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think all rich people like Porsches, I guess. I don't, I'm just not a car person. So I'm like, I really don't care one way or the other. But, um, and like, for a few years when I was, my dad had, like, a used Porsche when I was a kid. And it was so small. I, like, could barely get into it. It was uncomfortable, I thought.
1: Yeah. I've never, um, my old boss drove a Porsche, but I don't think, and I guess, I don't know if I was ever in it or not. But there's one thing that I don't like in LA. I'm so my problem, the reason that I don't function well in LA, actually I function better here than any other city, but like one, one social conflict that I run into is like, I don't give a shit about cars or cell phones. Like I'll, I still have an iPhone eight. I have like a, you know, like yeah. I drive a whatever Prius. Like, I don't think, I never think like, oh, I need to like update these things. Like these things have to be like really cool. Like I'll keep things for a really long time.
2: like Yeah. Like- keep them until they die. So yeah. Same with me with, with cell phones. I still have the eight, I have my, you know, 2013 Honda Civic that I will not give up until it literally explodes. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm not going to spend money on a new car. No. Um, and then i'm i'm like that with clothes too i'm like i mean thank god cuz i'm like don't have a lot of money so i'm like that with most things um, yeah. except for, i guess except for tin fish and artichoke hearts
1: i know well i'm not really like that with clothes i guess i'm not really like that with like beauty products like i like yeah. like that's what i spend my money on i guess but yeah. i guess everybody has their thing yeah but i spend like, my money
2: on um streaming services and uh food
1: like the guy at equinox kind of like Gave me a little attitude about my phone. Really? I was like, sorry, because I had to like log in, and I was like trying to update. I was like, you have to like do the thing to like get scanned in, and I was like, oh, hang on, the app is crashing. And then I was like, sorry, this is like a really old phone. He was like, what is it? And I was like, it's an eight. And he was like, <gasps> and then he goes, how are they gonna even let people in the club with an iPhone eight? What? And I was like, the club the The health club Equinox that we pay to be, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I didn't tell him. And they're
2: like, the eights okay. are like four years old. They're not. It's not crazy. I have an eight. Was, John John has a six S. I think.
1: I was like, I just never think about updating my phone. And he's like, Yeah, you're right. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to give Apple a thousand dollars a year for no fucking reason. Oops, sorry. My phone. I just picked up the iPhone eight, and TikTok just started blaring on <laughs> oh my it. God. I just literally just picked it up anyway how did we get here oh yeah Uh, and then the porsche i just like it's these are just not things that are these things just do not matter to me
2: no and like they they're doing too many in group health i mean i guess they're making money from it but it's like i i didn't even do any of the seminars from last time and i'm definitely not doing like if they did it once a year i could think about doing it but doing it they're doing like two or three times a year now it's way too much
1: um Yeah, I cannot. I well, especially if none of it is free and like online, then it's definitely not happening. I mean, oh, is this this one? They're
2: not even doing uh, virtual, so this is in person again. Yeah, they're like
1: we're going back back. to being in real life. And in addition to that, it's Porsche themed now. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just. (laughs) I don't know. I just think it's like it just doesn't really feel like a. Goop, it just doesn't feel very goop to me. I mean, it feels, I guess, in that it's expensive, but that's it.
2: Yeah, Por- Porsche does not seem like on brand for goop for some reason, no. even though I'm sure a lot of people that read Goop have Porsches. It just seems so like basic, like this is an expensive car. Like, the, yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm just looking at the uh, the little whatever it is, the little commercial for it again, oh, and also. In this little commercial, so you and I both had a private conversation where we like speculated about the possibility that Gwyneth has had a little bit of work, a little bit of post post quarantine.
2: Yes, yes, yes,
1: from a medical professional in regards to her face. Her
2: face looks very fresh,
1: refreshed. Yeah, she's which is great. It looks great. Um and I definitely think she looks a little different in this uh, in the little commercial. In person summit in a long time. We dreamed this one up with some very special thought leaders. As always,
0: there will be workshops, conversations, community, and good food. But this time, we're also going to try something new. Of course. See, you there. See
1: ya. Oh,
2: she. I mean, she looks great. She doesn't even seem to be really excited. I think Porsche just gave them money, and they're like, "Okay, we'll take it." But it, her heart does not seem in it.
1: No, it doesn't. Anyway, so there's that. There's Porsche. I'm like, whatever about the Porsche. Should I not have said that about the refresh?
2: No, no, no. I think um, that's our job to. It's
1: we're reporters. Make I
2: observations. Mean,
1: We're speculative. We we do a lot of speculation. And there's no
2: judgment. Like God bless her. Like she looks great.
1: God bless her. I I just got the Fraxel and believe you me. I mean no, I'm all for it.
2: And isn't she's like the she's like the official spokesperson for that that Botox alternative anyway. Yeah, I mean it's probably depends
1: that she doesn't get Botox, right?
2: Um. Yeah. Oh, this is actually a good transition. Um. So that was both of our worsts. Your saddest was the uh pantry recipes. And
1: my try. Sorry. I and went your try. I kind of really doubled up on that one.
2: So I have a saddest and a craziest okay, that is not directly related to goop, but it sort of is tangentially related to goop.
1: Okay.
2: Have you been following the Linda Evangelista saga at all?
1: Not at all.
2: So some of our, you know, older uh listeners will recognize the name Linda Evangelista. She's a beautiful supermodel from the 90s. And she hasn't really been seen out in public very much recently. And people were sort of speculating why. She went on Instagram this week and wrote this long uh this long sort of letter or I don't know, note on Instagram um about how she was became deformed. Due to uh, cool sculpting. What? Which, so she says, today I took a big step towards righting a wrong that I have suffered and have kept to myself for over five years. To my followers who have wondered why I have not been working while my peers' careers have been thriving, the reason is that I was brutally disfigured by Zeltique's cool sculpting procedure, which did the opposite of what it promised. What? It, it, It increased, not decreased, my fat cells and left me permanently deformed even after undergoing two painful, unsuccessful corrective surgeries. I have been left, as the media has described, unrecognizable.
1: Oh, fuck.
2: I have developed paradoxal adipose hyperplasia, uh, or PAH, a risk of which I was not made aware before I had the procedures. PAH has not only destroyed my livelihood, it has sent me into a cycle of deep depression, profound sadness, and the lowest depths of self-loathing. In the process, I have become a recluse. With this lawsuit, so she's suing cool sculpting. I am moving forward to rid myself of my shame and going public with my story. I'm so tired of living this way. I would like to walk out my door with my head held high, despite not looking like myself any longer.
1: Oh my God.
2: So this is a nightmare, honestly, like this is a night. So cool sculpting, obviously supposed to get rid of the fat, like, you know, and this she's, and she's saying that it actually did the opposite. It were, so her face became fuller, had more fat on it. Um, and so I looked at goop has talked about cool sculpting more than once. They had a, an actual like sponsored, you know, sponsored post about it, uh, a couple years ago let's see called mm, mm, mm. oh it was called can you really freeze away fat and they talk about the benefits of cool sculpting cool sculpting we've seen you know real housewives do cool sculpting and then in the in the article they say the uh the only side effect Side effects are temporary. Side effects are redness at the treatment site for a couple of hours, a little swelling, blah, blah, blah. But then I looked at this fucking sponsored content thing. The the uh, small print at the bottom uh-huh. under important safety information after the article ends actually says, and this, this is from an article a few years ago in Goop, rare side effects may also mm-hmm. occur. Cool sculpting may cause a visible enlargement in the treated area which may develop two to five months
1: after treatment and
2: requires surgical intervention for correction so this is exactly exactly what linda evangelista is talking about and they fucking had it in the small print so they knew that this could happen and they still were doing the fucking cool sculpting and now linda evangelista is going to destroy them and i am so glad that she's doing this
1: I am absolutely horrified by that because can you imagine getting it and being like, this looks great and thinking that you did something good. And then five months later, it just like turns, it's like the opposite and you just start like growing uncontrollably. like
2: I mean, it's like, it's almost like a fairy tale. It's like the, or like a a little like fable of, you know, not, I don't want to ever, you know, I don't want to judge Linda Evangelista or anyone, but it's like that, it's like, you know if you're vain like this it's yeah. the, the thing that could, it's like that it's literally that story
1: yes it is
2: um which that is, is so, so sick
1: disturbing. oh my god what is going to happen to linda evangelista can but can she get the surgical she she
2: says she's tried to do two surgeries afterwards to correct it and they've been unsuccessful so no i think she and i saw i saw she had there have been a couple of pictures of her that have come out recently and like you know her face is you know, obviously visibly larger than it was in the nineties. I mean, we all wow. age and like, blah, blah, blah. And she, I mean, I, when she says like brutally just deformed, I totally believe that she thinks that because she's used to seeing herself a certain way, looking at the pictures, she looks fine. Like she looks fine, but you, she's right. She doesn't look like herself. And um, I mean, she's a model like that's literally her livelihood. So I completely a hundred percent support her in this lawsuit and it must be just so horrifying for her
1: devastating
2: um but i mean she also like looks like she looks fine and she, hopefully she, at you know some point she can go out and like live a happy life because um she deserves to and she and you know however you look you should be able to you should be able to live a, a happy life so um but it's su- it just sucks i don't know what to say it's like horrible
1: it really sucks uh, oh my god that is so disturbing
2: and 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 cool sculpting knew that this was a rare side effect um she probably you know whenever you do one of these things you get like this contract that has a million pages and you don't read all of it and like so that's i don't know i don't know if her lawsuit will go anywhere because she probably signed something saying that you know she's she can't sue or whatever but yeah, i don't know probably. hopefully at least people will know and um it's not worth it guys <laughs> it's not worth it
1: it's like the same thing as that stuff that makes your hair men the men not go bald oh yeah but then you can become infinite yeah 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 and you never know when it's gonna strike
2: you never know um but yeah goop still has these uh ads on their site and i just yeah i don't think uh linda evangelista will be in the pages of goop anytime soon if they keep advertising cool sculpting
1: that is so disturbing oh my god well that is really good information because I do think that we've both like screamed about like how great it seems and how we both want it.
2: Yeah, I know. Like it is one <laughs> of those things that you're like, it is too good to be true. And especially, I mean, your face, I, I, everyone also always has like their own sort of whatever self-described problem areas, but like um, your face is such a, like that is if I had to, if I did cool sculpting, I would want to do it on my face. Cause that's like the most visible place, but that also is the nightmare. Like that's so. I I mean, thank you, Linda. I will never do this.
1: I will never do it either. Not worth it. Not worth it.
2: Um, and she. I mean, Instagram comments. We got, you know, Helena Christensen, Christy Turlington, Mark Jacobs. Um, all of what
1: the, did Mark Jacobs say? Uh,
2: thank you for your courage and strength. I love you, dear Linda. I mean, he's not hiring her for a campaign, but he loves her. All
1: well, those things
2: So, hire her. With her. Her face is still. I mean, she's still beautiful. Like,
1: I mean, I can't imagine that she looks. I mean, I'm sure that she doesn't look like. I'm sure she like looks fine.
2: She looks, yeah. She, but it, it's like very different. It, she, she is right that she's unrecognizable as the classic Linda Evangelista, and so that, especially for a model, but for anyone, would be deeply, uh, dysmorphic. Yeah. And, and depressing. So
1: very so. disturbing. All right. Nobody well, wants your entire face to change. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that's sad and crazy.
1: That is both for sure. Okay. What would you try?
2: Try, try, try. Oh, oh, I would try the, the fall. Like we already talked about it. The fall at goop kitchen, um, specifically the, both of the salmon dishes I think look good. And yeah, I would do the, uh, the turmeric bone broth.
1: Yeah. I want that turmeric bone broth too.
2: Um, Okay, what would you buy?
1: Okay, so I think I would buy the Goop Glow Restore and Shine Hair Serum. Goop Glow is my favorite line at Goop for products. Um, But this is sort of, so like I like to use like a leave-in conditioner or like a hair or like a oil or something in my hair after I wash it um, and like let it air dry. And they have things sort of, like that in this same um article which is megan which is like by the way a like adorable picture of megan accompanying this it's called megan the mm-hmm. megan tries it for this week my hair secret for smooth curls and romantic flyaways um so there are two things that sort of fit that there's the rahua which i said is like my line like my brand loyalty rahua and goop glow are like my two brands that i'm like being loyal to with goop right now um there's a rahua leave-in treatment um and then there's also a haitian black castor oil that might work for that but of course when i see goop glow i'm like oh i want to try it this is something you put in your hair before you wash it and it's supposed to like help with if your hair has like frizz or whatever which I think is sort of interesting I mean I've just never heard of putting something like that in your hair before you wash it
2: yeah that was my question so you put it in your hair before you wash it and then you shampoo but then you're washing the shampoo out so when aren't you washing the serum out too I don't really get it
1: I don't get it either and it's just like the opposite I've just it which almost makes me think it's like doesn't it's fake it's like a kind of a you know bullshit product because like it's just not a thing that it's just not a thing I mean I mean maybe it is it's just not something I've ever done Oh, serum that you put in your hair before you wash it I mean I guess you could do like a hair mask is it a hair mask is that what it is is it more like a mask I, I guess they say you put it in and leave it in for 20 minutes so i guess that would be like a, ma- a oh, okay mask. yeah but
2: it
1: looks like it looks more like a like an oil that you put in after it's yeah they
2: like a leave-in thing. thing
1: yeah i'm confused
2: um it this team me i mean i guess as a person of short hair experience this is not something that i'd necessarily be interested in anyway but like right. it just seems like what like too many things this is like i mean for some people i guess if you have frizzy hair maybe this will be helpful but it's this just seems completely superfluous to me.
1: This is just another thing where it's like, I feel like this, that is frizzy hair is a problem that I have. I have a solution for it. The solution is leave-in conditioner. So I don't know why I'd be putting something in my hair before. Like I just, I'm, I just remain confused, but I want it because I like the brand, which is another product problem that I have.
2: Yeah. And this is a goop glow. This is when all the branding confuses me. Cause I'm like, why is this? goop glow and not have, have well, there been other hair thing? I thought, I thought like the hair things were G No, G is
1: like, it's, I think it has more to do with like what it's promising to do for you okay. than what, like where you use it. Cause like goop glow is like, obviously the packets are goop glow. Yeah, The exfoliator is goop glow. The pads are goop glow, the like whatever exfoliating pads, things look like, I think they're glycolic acid. Those are goop glow. And then this is goop glow. So there are like a few. Oh, and then I have a Goop Glow Body luminizer Lotion. It's like stuff that makes you like literally glowy. Glow,
2: like fre- freshen up, yeah.
1: So I think that the this I guess should make your hair shiny would be the idea. Okay,
2: I do I do think long term they should just simplify and everything should just be Goop like Goop Jeans, Goop Glow, G Talks. It's like. They're yeah, so then, they're so small. Like even we talk about this every week, and even we're having trouble sort of figuring out what it is. I feel like it's too complicated for the average the person.
1: Goop, the Goop jeans is the body butter is Goop jeans,
2: and that's anti aging. Like that one's a little clearer because you're like any anti aging, it's Goop jeans.
1: Okay, and then G is like detox. Detox. Though.
2: It's like clean. So you have like
1: a cleanse. You have a facial cleanser. For yeah, that. I have
2: the facial cleanser and the body cleanser that are G and then they have that li- liver powder. That's detox. So I guess the Goop Glow seems a little bit like the catch-all one for if it's not specifically de aging or detoxing.
1: Goop Glow is like beautifying.
2: Beautifying, yeah,
1: yeah. And I I really like every Goop Glow thing that I've I've purchased. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So it's my favorite. I sort of am am int- intrigued. I guess this is the thing I would buy, but I'm gonna need to like you know, pray on it. For <laughs> sure. <days.
2: laughs> uh, I mean, Afterpay. Afterpay is taking over the world now. I was um, at Anthropology a few days ago to buy a candle, and you could even do that on Afterpay. Oh,
1: in-store?
2: Yeah, in-store. Oh, huh.
1: interesting.
2: Um, the the uh, Anthro at the Americana now, I mean, maybe all of them have, but you know how the candles used to be just sort of like randomly spread out the store? now they have a candle cove that's all the candles in one oh, area Oh, cove. cove yeah
1: interesting i
2: bought a pumpkin patchouli
1: and, oh for fall
2: mm-hmm, for fall because i'm you know i'm done with uh bath and body works so
1: i know you're about you're done with bath and body works
2: um all right thing i would buy i honestly this it seemed like sort of shocking to me that that nutritionist said that she used her bread machine because or bread maker because i I always think of a bread maker as like so 90s yeah i knew
1: you were gonna say 90s. but i
2: would is this like a new if this is like a next gen bread maker that actually makes good bread i would be interested in it but it's probably just
1: probably the same
2: probably the same and i have literally no counter space so i won't buy it but it was just interesting to see i felt like everyone was over after like the uh no need method of bread baking in your oven came into fashion i felt like everyone completely threw away their bread makers but not this lady
1: yeah a bread maker is like a total is like the epitome that and like an ice cream maker which you do have are like the epitome of like unnecessary 90s kitchen equipment that's like makes simple things extremely complicated and takes up a lot of space and costs $500.
2: Yeah. But it is like you can literally just throw the ingredients in the bread machine and it won't taste as good as a real loaf of bread and it has that like hole cuz it's like it's kneaded with that um like windmill thing so there's like a big hole in the loaf of bread after you take it out. But uh sounds great. It got it did get me nostalgic for being a kid and just whipping up a loaf of bread in the bread maker.
1: Oh, see, I never ever did that.
2: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I went through a phase when I was a kid that it was like, and in the night, it was not even hell. It was like you put like a half a cup. They were like dessert breads. It was like blueberry. It was like muffins, basically. A giant muffin that you made in the bread machine.
1: My mom had it and she would make bread in there. But like, I do I think it was like not allowed to like go near it I think she was like this is my special machine and like you can't touch it
2: so like I
1: definitely never had any like interaction with it but it just always seemed like such a pain in the ass and it was always like an ordeal and be like oh mom's getting her bread maker out it was like a fucking thing and
2: yeah it's definitely the thing it's like if you have the counter space and just can keep it on the counter it would be easy but if you like have to assemble it every time you use it it's not worth it yeah um but it's like a washing machine there's different cycles so you put it in and there's like you can like hear it kneading it like needs it and then it rests it and then it bakes it It it's sort of cool that's cool so maybe these are coming back because i think people went through the like sourdough starter like i'm gonna do this from scratch they went through that phase and i think i think it's too complicated for most people so yeah tinned fish and bread maker bread
1: the two pleasures in life were really the two greatest pleasures You've made bread. You made yourself with a big hole in it and a tinned fish.
2: We're really like deep in the great depression.
1: We're in hell. And they told, <laughs> they sold it to us. Like it was nice.
2: Did you see that? It was like a tweet from the, like some, like liberal feminist lady that was like, um, does anyone else think this like maxi dress or like granny dress trend is problematic? And then she was like, she was comparing like a, Target granny dress line to like Handmaid's Tale. You know, like those just like full length dresses that like covers up your arms and your legs that I guess are popular now. It's like a uh, cottage core, like trad calf fashion. I don't know. It's popular. Like they're, it was like very trendy a couple of years ago. And now it's at like, you know, Target and HM. Everyone has these granny like dresses. Prairie dress? Like a prairie dress. Yeah. And this lady was like this is problematic.
1: Th- thought, these are problematic?
2: I guess so because it's like it's reminiscent to her of um like a misogynist culture. I don't know it was off topic so it was interesting. No
1: I think it's interesting. All right um are we done? Yeah I'm definitely done. <laughs> yeah. <totally. laughs> i can't deal with this um i can't deal with the idea that these dresses are problematic okay
2: well on that note we'll leave you all to decide are granny dresses problematic or prairie are they dresses really
1: called granny dresses i've never heard that before
2: <laughs> I, maybe i just called them i i thought that was what they called prairie you're probably right prairie dress i always say granny dress i don't know i'm not a fashion person anyway Oh, cause like in the seventies, they were called gunny sacks. It was like, that was the, the brand. I think that was, it was, it was like, yeah, little house on the prairie, but they were popular in the hippie days, sixties and seventies. And they were called gunny sacks. And I think oh. it's, it's the new version of that. Okay. Anyway, sorry guys for that tangent. Um, We love you deeply and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.